Transparency is one of those things that uh, we want, but we don't always want to yeah. go after. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to <laughs> and, to be known mm-hmm. in all of your you know your insecurities and your sin, and sometimes in your shame. It's mm-hmm. easy to talk about transparency, but it's a lot harder to live it out. Yes, yes. But God is so good; He invites us to live in the light, to be known, mm. to not hide in the darkness, and to remember that light always pierces the darkness. So we're going to talk about that today and how. Why cultivating transparency in your marriage is important and what happens when you do. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. started we want to just do some housekeeping here you're a good housekeeper yeah uh, i am in podcasting I'm a very good housekeeper you're very good <laughs> very tight <laughs> tight clean house every every uh what, what's the phrase every i is dotted every t is crossed dot and tittle is the word i think is it <laughs> i don't know anyway i appreciate you not stealing my line you're welcome in the intro you didn't say we'll see you on the other side that's my thing i know and you left it for me i did leave thank it. thank you you're welcome you're so thoughtful <laughs> Anyway, housekeeping. Not always. Okay, so sometimes I'm <laughs> since, since I keep a clean house, let's not stop today. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so if you're if you've been listening to the Fierce Marriage podcast for a number of weeks, months, or over a year, mm. then and this content is helping you, we'd appreciate it if you leave a rating. If you haven't, join the army of raters and reviewers. There's <laughs> uh, been quite a few of you that have done that. If you haven't, take a few seconds and do it. We'd appreciate it. It helps us a ton. Mm-hmm. Secondly. Patreon. All right. We have hit our first Patreon goal. We talked about this last week, but we've hit over 100 patrons. I think we have 110 now. That's awesome. Yeah, praise so, God. Yeah. So praise God. You know what we love about it is it's not about the amount of money or even the amount of... Uh, to me, it's more about the amount of people that involved, are behind it that yeah. are involved because it feels like uh, we're locking arms with people that it's care. Fuller body of Christ yes. coming together. And that's, uh, that's, how I, that's how I feel like people like us should be kind yeah. of funded, you know, to... to continue the ministry. So yeah. if, you, if you're not aware, the Patreon is a website that allows you to uh, basically be a patron of people that you believe in, creators like us, and keep the content coming. So we've used those funds to hire um, a, a podcast producer, which mm-hmm. helps us with this whole process of creating this, um, and also doing the interviews, which mm-hmm. we brought on more interviews. We have uh, some amazing guests coming up. Mm-hmm. We've already had uh, two amazing interviews, and there's more coming. We've already done, I think, two other interviews, and we have more yeah. being recorded, and they'll be released in time. So if you want to be part of that, we're actually giving away our prayer books to anybody or the first 100, I think it's 90 people actually now. Yeah, because it was 110. Yeah. Yeah. We have 90 um, slots slots left. If you join at the $5 patron level or higher, we'll give you a coupon to get free books, two free books. And that's worth, I think about 25 bucks. So anyway, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash fierce marriage. And those 90 slots are just for getting the book that you can definitely if they're like oh there's they're all filled to 200 already no we are definitely trying to grow thank you yeah our... we, we want to get to 500 yes. our next goal yes. and what that will allow us to do is start creating local uh events and a framework for for that to happen mm-hmm. in the future so you're definitely sowing seed in something that will bear fruit in the years to come not just a free book today free books today right okay so there's our sales pitch (laughs) finally if you have a question go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask ask or you can text those in or call in 971-333-1120 awesome sorry i feel like i'm just like breathing in the mic over here just just mouth breathers (laughs) just me and you (sighs) we've been a little stuffy the last few days we've had snow for the last four or five days which is very unusual for this area so yeah been a little cabin fever and yeah all the all the nose gushies and everything but anyways we're gonna jump into this conversation about transparency um and why it's necessary why we think it's worth talking about and why we should engage in it because Mm. i think even ryan and i struggle with we talk about it right it's easy for us to sit here and and talk and give you like here do these things but when we actually have to engage in it it definitely requires your heart and your mind and your your flesh and that's hard that's really difficult to yeah, allow well, all of those things to mix. It's easy to talk a big game when it comes to transparency <laughs> and for the for the sake of righteousness because yeah. 
there's there's a different type of transparency as well. Like that you see this, you know, trends on the internet, right? Where people are they have vlogs and blogs mm-hmm. and they they kind of share clogs and clogs <laughs> and crocs. <laughs> no, uh, they kind of share different parts of their life, and it's curated transparency is what I'll mm-hmm. call it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's where you're curating kind of the image. It's a public image of how you want to be perceived. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is it, there's this trend of like faux authenticity, mm. right? Where people are authentic or they come, <laughs> they say they're authentic yeah. and, but really they're just authentic. That's their brand. Their brand is authenticity, right? Right. It's right. the whole, uh, what's the, the beautiful mess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's just a, your favorite. I'm just a beautiful mess. <laughs> right. And that's become like, kind of this like excuse to, to just, share all the you know what there's no decorum there yeah, yeah. and we're not saying that you can't you have to be perfect to be like you know to be online and have a per- personality online but that's the whole point is you don't don't fake the imperfection or right. don't just curate the transparency so there's this kind of two sides to it but there's transparency is kind of vogue and auth- authenticity is kind of in style yeah but i would argue that it's more of a brand centric faux authenticity and what we're talking about here is transparency authenticity for the sake of your righteousness mm. which doesn't happen frankly it doesn't happen on the internet it happens in community yeah. <laughs> yes that's not where it happens right yeah. it happens in real community that's what we're talking about here today right and we're going to talk about three different types of um transparency uh emotional transparency transparency sexual transparency and um spiritual transparency Ooh. so we're going to kind of talk about kind of define each of those what they are, how we can be more vulnerable mm. in those areas, and even a few tangible ways we can do that and engage in that in our marriage. But first, we're going to jump into First John 1, 5 through 9. I think I actually wrote through 10 on this first, um, this passage maybe, but this is just kind of where it all centers around, I feel like. Yeah, this passage really does illuminate kind of God's heart for us walking in the light. Yes. And yes. I think there are different ways to hash through what he means by that in this scripture. But yeah, why don't you go ahead and read it? Yep. So this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim Mm. to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Mm. There's a lot if we, there. Sorry, the last verse, verse 10. If we have, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Ooh, that's, a, that's huge. That's scary. So if we don't feel <clears throat> the need to repent, then we're making him out to be a liar and he, think, it's evidence that his, he's not at work in us. Okay, if go. You don't, <laughs> if you don't feel the need to repent, then that's why you need to repent. <laughs> There it because is. that's pride, <laughs> right? Um, because I think that that is a small view of of God's of holiness of the co- of the requirements of mm-hmm. holiness. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you don't need to repent or you haven't repented to people mm-hmm. in your life, that's a heart check. Definite heart check. So there's a lot happening in this verse. It's an amazing passage. Yes. But I want to start with this first part. He says, uh, "God is light in him. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie." And uh, we lie and do not live out the truth. Mm. So I think th- what the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that part is if we claim to have fellowship with him. In other words, we say uh, we're a Christian, mm-hmm. right? We follow yeah, I Jesus. Go to church, read my Bible. We fo- fellowship is I, I, I spend time things. with Jesus. Yeah. He's my friend. He is my savior. Yeah. And I follow him. Uh, but, but we, we walk, walk in, in the darkness. darkness, right? So there's a hypocrisy there. So the first thing that comes to mind is the Pharisees for yeah. me. Sure. But then, then I'm reminded that like I'm the Pharisee. <laughs> like it's funny because we as as believers, you know, looking on the on onlookers for scripture, mm-hmm. we tend to think, oh, the Pharisees they're just so evil, or the Israelites they're so dumb. Like mm. they just kept going around in circles, and that day, they just believed in God. We like, are clearly, just he was there. Day Israelites. We are them. <laughs> yes, we're the villain. Yes. That, that's the thing. So when we don't see that aspect of it, then we are fooling ourselves. Mm-hmm. We walk in darkness and in, in that we walk in, I think, in ignorance. We also walk in, in sin, active sin. Right. We're kind of blind to it, right? If you're if you're in darkness, right. you can't really see what's happening in and around yourself, mm. right? There's there's blindness here. And so we're kind of believing these lies and we're not living out right. the truth. Right. I would, I'd add to that to kind of a modern context. So a lot of churches, we've talked about faux authenticity. And I'm not going to judge every church. Like, that's not my role, <laughs> right? That's not that's our no role to say, role. like, everybody who's ever done this... <laughs> 
as being fake, but yeah. I just I want to I guess perk your ears up to this. Yeah. And perk our own ears up to this is it's easy to get into uh, quote unquote I'll do quote marks you can't see them, <laughs> but it's easy to get into a Christian kind of small group and you you meet and you talk through the the you know the scripture you talk through whatever study you're doing or the message on Sunday. And then you say, okay, how are you doing? And then our answer, we kind of get good at, depending on the type of church stream you swim in, mm -hmm. we can get good at kind of regurgitating the whatever makes it feel like we're being authentic. Yeah, right? or we can find something else to talk about like, oh, than, yeah, just, we, than you know, what we really probably should be talking about, right? Right. And and, <clears throat> and I, it can pass for, oh, yeah, okay, we checked in. We're authentic yeah, and real. And that was authentic <laughs> enough. So yeah. it's like it's an enough, it's enough realness to pass the test. Right. And I would argue, we have I haven't thought through this, so don't. Don't like email me in an angry way, <laughs> but I would argue that real transparency should hurt. It yeah. should be uncomfortable. And we're talking about this just to jump in because I think it's something we're kind of walking through personally with some stuff. And so I think at least for me, I've had to do a bunch of heart checks on myself and filter through Ryan. Are these things that are really like, am I need, do I need to be honest about these things? Do I need to share these things? Because I'm like, yeah, they hurt and I don't want to really share these things and i don't know if it's good is it just me like navel gazing or is it me like is it the holy spirit hmm. like prompting something in me and it does require risk and pain <laughs> none of those things that i want to do well and what's on the other side of the transparency yeah. is what this verse is talking about and yep. it's worth it and it says i don't know i don't know what, not, what verse it is excuse me but he says but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another mm, verse seven yeah and the blood of jesus his son purifies us from all sin mm. So we have fellowship and we have purification, mm -hmm. right? So there's sanctification that's happening. I feel like, you know, there's two in the Christian life, there's two kind of purifications, right? There's the, you know, positional righteousness. Mm -hmm. We are made holy before God because of the work of Christ. It's not by our own work so that none can boast, mm -hmm. right? It's, that's, that's in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's by his work alone. So there's that positional righteousness. And then there's also the practical righteousness of what it means to walk in the light. Mm. Walking in a way of holiness, in a way of being known, being a, uh, in a way of being tr transparent mm -hmm. and exposed in, it, that in a way that's productive. Uh, there's there, there's practical righteousness that's being worked out in us in that. And, that, and I don't want to gloss over that, but we have fellowship with one another. So what's it's worth it's worth it because mm -hmm. by being transparent and dealing with so a lot of times it's not just like oh I had to sin, but it's it's actually going to the hard work of actually loving somebody. And calling them out in their sin mm. in a loving way. That's not easy it's to hard do. Hard to do. You have to have relationship to call someone out yep. in a loving way. Yep. You can't just be an onlooker. You nope. have to be a participant <laughs> be, in their life. Yes, yes. And that's a hard thing. And in marriage, it's the same. You have fellowship <clears throat> with each other. Especially in marriage. Yes. Especially in marriage. And so we're going to jump into um, our first kind of uh, intimacy, right? There's, there's all these different... We talked about how there's these different types of transparency, but they're through um, these different intimacies. Like, how are we being emotionally transparent like how are we cultivating intimacy right through emotional transparency so you know what is emotional transparency what well, what how would you answer that question we kind of answered it in a way that it's it's being able to articulate how you feel um in a healthy way so not just yelling and mm. you know breaking things and being the hulk but i'm speaking <laughs> about myself yeah. <laughs> i don't break things but in the moments you know where you can't often, seem <laughs> but it has happened i break your heart and your face <laughs> <laughs> my heart and my face <laughs> it's 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 in those um it's also in those moments where you you know you can't seem to articulate things very nicely but you, you're trying to be honest about that like i don't know what exactly i'm feeling right now and i just can you help me understand or just right. understand that I'm angry right now and I need just a moment or something just so being able to, again, articulate where you're at in a healthy way with your spouse. Um, so you're, so what you're saying is we, we are trying to be emotionally intimate with each other mm -hmm. in marriage, mm -hmm. right? And emotional intimacy happens in friendships as well. Mm -hmm. Friendship is emotional intimacy. Right. So but the way we get there is through emotional transparency. And what I hear you saying is that there are, uh, some tools for getting there. So learning how to express your feelings. Right. Right. If, if you're emotionally hobbled in that you don't have the vocabulary or the, the yeah. personal awareness yeah. to actually know that you're feeling frustrated, yeah. angry, or hopeless or sad or whatever, then you'll, you, you won't be able to communicate those things right. and be transparent. And I think that's the case for a lot of us, to be honest, we just, you know, due to our family of origins or, you know, again, how we were raised, uh, who we were around, we may or may not have the ability to articulate ourselves or our emotions 
very healthily or in a very healthy way. Right. Like if you grew up in a home where you dealt with anger by shouting. Right. Or or every argument ended in a slammed door. Right. um, Then you're not going to have the tools to have healthy emotional intimacy or emotional transparency because you'll always just go to that, that lowest common denominator. So I think there's a call to us. Yes to gain these tools, you know, Proverbs is rife with verses, scripture is rife with verses about gaining wisdom, gaining mm-hmm. understanding, mm-hmm. seek for it as if it's treasure because it is. Right. A way we gain wisdom is we, we, we read books about psychology. <laughs> we learn about how we're wired. Yeah. We learn about how we grew up and why we, right. why we are the way we are. And all in context and under the authority of, of the Bible, Absolutely. of course, God's word, because I feel like we can take that knowledge and maybe run off the wrong path if it's not held within the boundary of, of the word, right? So knowing that I'm a certain way, but still I'm made in the image of God. And so how do those, how do right. those, both of those um, avenues or streams of information like intersect and interact and knowing, you know, who I am in Christ and because of Christ. So uh, what is it? Psalm one one thirty nine twenty three. Yeah. search me, O God, and know my heart, test me, right? And so it's this idea, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Mm. So, and there's also calls like what, there's other verses and other yeah. places where we're called to kind of know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have that, that gospel foundation, mm-hmm. but that's the foundation that's, that makes. So here's the thing. It's a self-worth thing because if we don't see ourselves as worthy mm-hmm. in terms of like God created you in his image, mm-hmm. you are an image bearer and you have been called into mission alongside Christ. We've been commissioned with, into the gospel. Mm-hmm. That should give us a strong sense of, I need to take care of this, like right. not, not, not navel gazing, not self-help, not self-righteousness, but stewardship. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, here's transparent moment. All right. <laughs> I go to, if you've listened to the podcast, you know this, we, we don't have a lot of hobbies, but we go to the gym fairly regularly. I probably go like three days a week. Yep. So I'm not like a gym rat, <laughs> but when I go, I, I, I go as hard as I can. Yeah. I, I, I'll do some cardio for usually 20 or 30 minutes and then I'll, I'll try to lift heavy things, the heaviest, the heavier, the better. And it's really easy to fall in the trap of like, cause there's mirrors everywhere. Yeah. And so you end up being like so vain, right? Like, Oh, look how strong I am. Or look, look at that. Like look at that I, tone in those muscles. Yeah. <laughs> nice firm buttocks. The <laughs> <laughs> nodding hill. That's, that's a way back. Yeah, it's a way, reference. it's an oldie. But you can get so vain and I've been, Asking God to remind me by the Holy Spirit to say, I'm working out because I want to be healthy, because I want right. to live a long, healthy life so that I can serve him. I'm not mm. I'm not running away from death. I'm excited to be with Jesus. Right. We've talked about mortality a lot, you and I, the last yep. couple of weeks because of some life stuff that's happening. But I want to live a long life and I want to serve him on my feet as long as I can. Right. And so it's that same sense of taking care of yourself in an emotional sense right. as well. Not where, staring, stopping and staring in the mirror. At all of everything that you are. It's okay. I'm getting an accurate perspective of of where Mm, I'm at and maybe some of the areas that God is working on me and I'm moving forward from there. So, you know, how can we be more in terms of marriage? How can we be more transparent and vulnerable with our emotions? Mm. How can we better communicate to each other? You know, as a wife, I can, it's hard for me, but because of my identity being anchored in the Lord and knowing that our covenant is strong. Our marriage covenant, we are together. We're in this. We're committed. We're devoted to one another. Because of those things, I can be honest and transparent with Ryan, my husband, about my struggles, and so about my insecurities. Yeah. And so I can share them. Knowing the, the deep foundational truths, like you are, yeah, you are, these are valuable the reasons. because of Christ. Yep. You are valuable. Bec- and in our covenant, you are valuable because we've entered into a covenant and we have that mutual understanding. Right. So now... You have a safe place. Right. Which is why we always are talking about ideas like covenant and yes. understanding the gospel because those are the, those are the foundation. The gospel is the foundation. If I, if I don't have this sense of security, it's going to be really hard for me to be transparent about how I'm feeling and about the insecurities that I'm facing emotionally and whatever. It's going to be so hard to be transparent if you don't feel safe mm-hmm. in your covenant or you don't feel safe in your identity. Mm-hmm. So I'll use an example, right? So if you or if, if, you know, a lot of husbands have struggled or do struggle with pornography, mm-hmm. right? So that was a struggle earlier on in our marriage. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's, it's a thing that we talk about constantly because it's always kind of like ready to rear its ugly head yeah. because of the internet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the world we live in and right. sin nature, all that kind of stuff. Sin that hasn't died yet. 
<laughs> but if I did not feel safe in my identity or yeah. I felt just shame and I didn't feel loved and made righteous by Christ and through, you know, through his grace, mm-hmm. I would not have the sense of identity to own that sin and, and face it. If I didn't feel safe as a husband, mm-hmm. I would feel like if I bring this to my wife, my marriage is over. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's just one example. But there are people who have had affairs that have they've lived with years knowing they've had an affair and have mm-hmm. never told their spouse mm. because they're afraid. I mean, and, and for good reason. It's devastating to right, a spouse. Right? right. And it could end a marriage. But there's a sense of if we're in a covenant together, then this this that will do what it will. It will purify us from all sin as we as we have fellowship with mm. one another. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense of walking in the light is not always easy. It's if it's hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so. But forgiveness and righteousness and redemption is on mm. the other side, and God wants that for us, and He wa- He right. lovingly brings us to those points, right? So you're saying having, so getting to this place of emotional transparency requires those foundational truths to yep. be in place, yep. because then when we we can actually have the space to work out our emotional right. And one way we can kind of do that is asking honest questions to each other that are motivated by love and desire to to know you're loving them to holiness, right? You're loving them in knowledge. You're not, and you want to help. You're not just, you know, prying at them and nagging at them to have, to ask these questions Mm. you are. And you, and on the flip side, we should be answering those questions honestly and openly and lovingly, right? Yeah. Asking those hard questions and and helping our spouse understand maybe their emotions and feelings because sometimes it seems really easy for us to com- to understand. Oh, I know what, I, you can see what they're going through, right? You can you see and you understand. You think you see and understand, anyways. Right. <laughs> um, what they're experiencing and we aren't always understanding, right? And so and but maybe we are. But in either case, we still need to be asking those questions together. We need to be answering those questions honestly together and lovingly. I want to add to that because we talk about having to have tools, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the tools that, that I've learned is timing. Timing Mm -hmm. is a tool. It's Mm -hmm. something that you can use not to manipulate, but if you you can ask these honest questions in a time and with a tone Mm. that will elicit a dishonest response, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes. Because you can, your, your spouse will feel attacked. Right. And right. they'll feel defensive immediately. Well, so that's the that's the art in it. Yeah. Well, and some friends of ours, um, you know, they've been through counseling and they, their counselor encouraged them to have feelings meetings. And we always kind of laugh at the name of it because it's kind of, you know, it's kind of funny having these feelings meetings. But, you know, if, if one of you is a little more emotional and, and wants to, like, share everything all the time whenever it's happening, it could be very overwhelming for the other, right, if they're right. not like that. And so um, having... Basically, a time in the day or the week or however the frequency works out of sharing your feelings and things that you're going through and what how that's been frustrating for you or how you you feel like it's it might hurt that your spouse right. or just kind of talking through all of those things in one conversation and having that connection point, you know. So, again, this is the first point. We're talking about three ways to get um to intimacy through transparency, mm-hmm. right? Emotional, sexual, and spiritual transparencies for intimacies in those same areas. Yeah. And so in this first one, um, yeah, being able to have those conversations, those hard conversations, honest conversations. Uh, we t- A lot of psychologists and, you know, relationship counselors will say, you know, use uh, I language and me language instead of you language. Right. You always, you, 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 you do that. Mm-hmm. And so the person feels attacked. And this is like kind of a fundamental foundational thing. <laughs> it's we, a good reminder though, because in the heat of the emotions, I don't think about that. I'm just like, you, you, you. <laughs> yeah. Instead, instead, instead focus on, I, I feel like this right, right now. It's not, you make I me feel, feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you are. I feel like you're an idiot. <laughs> I feel like this, this marriage is. <laughs> yeah. So that's, funny. Th- that's a small tool. There, yeah, are, there yeah. are lots of tools. And I think maybe we'll get into, um, we're working on a book to this effect right now that yeah. will have a lot of those tangible tools. Um, kind of built out a little bit more. But I think yeah. it's just important, you know, one, to ask questions in love. Um, and to answer them and to be honest with each other. I think it's a good, also a good tool to have a point of, of meeting each day or each week and talking about, you know, the things you're feeling and experiencing to be able to begin practicing that vocabulary of, of emotions and how to express them in a healthy way. Um, 
And also just a good, and, and timing, you say timing <laughs> and how that's a tool. Timing and tone are tools. Timing and tone are tools. You and your alliteration. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I'm a <laughs> and, poet. I don't even know. And it. then just a reminder on this last point of emotions that there's a good friend of mine. She just reminds me all the time, like emotions are not God and we need to keep feelings so in, good. in their place. They're not bad, of course, like feelings are not bad and wrong, but they shouldn't have the final say and they shouldn't be in the driver's seat of our marriage yep. and our lives and our tongue, right? So good. I feel like that's one of those things that is way easier said than done. So how can a husband or a wife not let their emotions be God at, <laughs> and when they're, when they feel like they are in the, in the, on the in throne, the, in, <laughs> in the heat of the moment. Yes. I think definitely taking a time out, right? Saying, hold up, hold up. We are getting way too riled up here. At least I know that so about that myself. It's like back to timing. Is yeah. Being a tool. The whole timing yeah. and the tool thing as a, as a tool, um, for me, timeouts are great because I yeah. get too emotionally charged and then I'm just like blind rage, right? And then I can't think clearly and it just goes poorly all the time. Every and it's not time. just anger. I, I don't want to discount anger. That's but my personal struggle, I it's think. It's also like despair yeah. because at times yeah. I can feel like a lack of hope, a lack of motivation. I would say it's almost like borderline depression and I need to give it time and I need and I need to just rest in God, rest in mm. And knowing that he is sovereign, he's in control. It's it's his story, not mine. Mm-hmm. I have to remind my heart that that's I have to stir my affections for him and remind my right. heart that he's in control. And that's again, another way to use time as a tool. Absolutely no, and I think you know that's why God. That's why we're called to like read the Bible constantly, mm-hmm. not just like okay, we're in this heated discussion. I need to go read my Bible. No, our Bible reading and and knowing God's word and knowing Him happens before all of this, so yeah. that when these moments come, when these frustrating times come. Hopefully we can try to respond how God would want us to because his word is in us and the Holy Spirit is leading us and counseling us, right? And empowering us. But in those moments where we feel like the emotions are getting a little out of control, I would definitely suggest timeouts. (laughs) Timeouts. Let's reconvene in like 30 minutes because Mm -hmm. I need to calm down and this is not going to go well otherwise. That's good. So a few other tools I just want to say, if you're wondering, okay, how can I uh, develop a sense of emotional awareness of myself and emotional maturity and therefore mm. get a better at emotional transparency for yeah. the aim of emotional intimacy, <laughs> right? So you're doing all these things, you're being transparent, but you have to be a, a bit, uh, you have to be, what is it? What's the word? Able, there it is, <laughs> to be transparent. <laughs> uh, so some tools for that is uh, family of origin. There's some great tools online for yeah. figuring out um, how that might affect you. I know there's some good books on like birth order, family mm-hmm. of origin, um, those sorts of things. Those do affect you. <laughs> Um, as a person. So understand whether you that. know it or want to admit You're it. You're made in God's image. <laughs> yes. He is king. He is sovereign. He is your ultimate identity, but he's also given you a past and a story mm-hmm. to own and to understand for his glory. Yes. Own your story for his glory. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> but I'm, um, so family of origin, another good one is like personality tests. I, I, I tend to kind of, I get frustrated because I feel like you can manipulate the personality tests. Right. However, they are helpful. Selene, you said this kind of in a different conversation. Yeah. They're helpful for putting words to things that you feel but can't articulate. Right. Right. So the Enneagram is a good thing mm-hmm. in that regard. As long as it's at, in its proper place, I want to caution you. It's not like the end all be all. It's like, not a horoscope, people. It's not a horoscope. Yeah. Don't throw, <laughs> go, don't go all in and be like, this is me now forever. <laughs> um, I, I know I took a Enneagram test and I found out some really interesting things. As right. it turns out, I'm a three. Oh, oh, all the, all the Enneagram people are is. like, yeah, I don't even know what that is. They're all like classic three. Classic He's three. a class. Oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> they're all saying that I can, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you through listener. the microphone. I'm listening to you. Um, so that's a good one. Another well, one is spiritual gifts. Yeah. I was going to say you and I took a spiritual gifts one, which was very illuminating for me to understand mm. that about myself as understand what spiritual gifts, um, God has gifted me in. I think we all have spiritual gifts. That's the understanding, but some of them thrive more than others easily Mm -hmm. in us. And then there's others that we need to work on and develop, I think. Right. And just knowing that they're there Mm -hmm. helps us to connect on the, on an emotional level Mm -hmm. and have that emotional intimacy and that emotional transparency with each other. Nice. Um, So anyway, there's, there are a number of tools there, but oh yeah, love languages is a really good one as well. That one's a good one. Um, Because there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes around how you feel and give love. And if you don't understand the language you're speaking and what your spouse is speaking, then you're going to be... And what they're hearing. <laughs> and you got to have a translator in there. Yes, and yes. you need to learn how to speak each other's language. Yes. So uh, the five love languages, obviously it's like a perennial yes. book and it's annoyingly successful in that <laughs> no matter how many books we sell, we'll never sell more than that book. 
<laughs> that book was number one before we were even like dating. I like, think they've sold 17 kajillion copies. Kajillion at it's, least. Yeah, at New York least. Times. <laughs> so moving into uh, the second area. So we just kind of covered sexual transparency and how, not sorry, that's the second area. The first one was emotional transparency. Yes. So we're trying to cultivate transparency in order to uh, build intimacy, right? Right. And so talking about emotional intimacy, emotional transparency, sorry, and then going into sexual transparency. Mm. And what is sexual transparency? How, I know the funny thing about naked? that. Yeah, that, that's kind of the haha. You know, <laughs> we're already kind of like naked already, right? In the whole, anyways. Right. Um, so in Genesis two twenty five, we have God saying, "Now the man and his wife were naked, but they felt no shame." Love that. And so this idea of being naked and unashamed, Adam and Eve, they were naked. They knew no shame, right? They. There, there's we you can probably see how this is all unfolding in well, our brains. There's this nakedness which allows there to be a freedom. You know, you have nothing right. to hide, and you're hiding from nothing. So there's no shame physically because they were they were naked, but they had no reason for shame. Right. And in the same way, they were naked, like kind of in a spiritual sense, mm-hmm. um, because they hadn't yet experienced sin mm-hmm. or sinned actively. Right. And so they were unashamed in both regards. Right. Right. And so when we talk about sexual transparency. So there's a lot in this. We can talk about kind of getting through sexual sin mm-hmm. and, and getting, you know, having having transparency in the area of your sexuality. I think it's different than having the sexual transparency and sexual intimacy mm-hmm. with your spouse. I think they both, they all play into each other. Right, right. But we can talk about how do you get, how do you have transparency around sexual issues, right? right? This is the first. Right. Well, and I, just one brief point on this naked and unashamed um, theme that Go we see it. here. Sorry. Just, no, you're fine. But also with being... You know, so being naked, it's, there's freedom, there's nothing to hide, and you're not hiding from anything, right? But And being unashamed, we don't, because we don't have anything to hide, we can give and freely ask of each other sexually, mm. right? And so, but we couldn't even come to those places without Jesus now because of Genesis 3 that happened. So this is all Genesis 2. This is before the sin, right. before sin entered the world. And then Genesis 3 happens in the fall, sin enters, breaks everything, and shame sets in. Right. And you know, the first thing that they do is they run and hide, right? Right. And we tend to always want to do that. But when we are able to come to grips with our sin, we're able to, you know, like we talked about in um, 1 John, mm-hmm. we if we confess our sins, verse 9, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And so mm. we constantly need to be in this area of confession and repentance, but before we jump into that, we do always have a caveat in this section that, you know, if you have experienced any sexual abuse um, and and been, a, you know, a victim to or whatever in terms of addictions and whatnot, um, you know, you definitely want to get help that is yes. beyond this podcast. I would definitely encourage I mean to gloss professional over stuff, yeah. help with counselors and pastors. So there's always that caveat when we talk about anything sexual, yep. um, especially transparency, because if there's a lot of brokenness in that area... Um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be extremely frustrating, I think, for you to be, to try to be transparent and then have intimacy when things are just a mess already. Yeah, you're starting off on the wrong foot. So you want to make sure that, I think that comes back around to the first one of emotional kind of awareness and knowing some of your past and knowing how, uh, you know, previous, um, you know, if you've, if you've, if you had sex with other people before you got married, how that might, how you're bringing that in, your sexual past. Um, there's other, you know, there's other kind of tendencies in this area. So I think the key we want to, we want to hone in on here. So sexual transparency it's in your marriage. So one of the biggest kind of tension areas in a lot of couples, right? I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that off the cuff, like it's true. Like I think the data would support this yeah. is this idea of missed sexual expectation. Now there's some of this that is because of We've done a really good job, and that's tragic. We've done a really good job of uh, separating the physical from the spiritual and the emotional And when it comes to sexual intimacy. Like, we think it's just a purely physical act, and that's not the case. Really, mm-hmm. sexual intimacy is a culmination of what all these different intimacy, intimacies are, mm-hmm. spiritual and emotional, and, the, and a, it's a culmination in a physical act. Uh, but I think that's because of the culture we're in. Namely, look at things like pornography Mm -hmm. look at the app the app ecosystem and culture around dating and apps Mm -hmm. and on on the internet uh pornography is is dehumanizing Mm -hmm. right so we talk about how it's dehumanizing what does that actually mean like right now you can't dehumanize someone if you have a relationship with them like you have to 
engage with them as a person, as an entity, as a being, as a consciousness, mm-hmm. right? But as soon as I remove that element of our relationship, I've dehumanized you, right? So here's an instance. I mean, you are talking here, having this podcast mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. I see you, all this kind of stuff. If I step back and get, you know, step back to the other end of the room and I start talking about you, Oh, there's Selena. There she is. She's sitting there recording <laughs> right. a podcast. She's right. wearing a blue shirt. Selena has brown hair. I'm, I've objectified you because now I'm talking about you mm. uh, as an object and right. I'm not talking to you as a person. Right. Right. And so there's that kind of dehumanization that happens in our, in habitually. Right. So younger married couples bring this into their relationship right. uh, more, more than you and I did because pornography wasn't really a thing when we were dating and, and never really got entrenched into the culture of our relationship right. or into me as a, as a young man by the grace of God. Yeah. But that's not usually uh, the story. Uh, apps like Tinder are purely physical, right? right? It's just right. Pure, purely like physical um, appearance, swipe left, swipe right. I don't even know which way is which. Right. And so uh, that's dehumanizing. Yeah. Right? I think screens in a lot of ways could be argued um, to be dehumanizing, right? They're way, they're tools that we can stay connected with people, but are we really connected? Like it's kind of, it should be an on top of it, like our relationship, not, yeah. this is not our relationship. That's why it's not so the many, basis of like, our relationship. Like debates online go <laughs> south so oh, fast yeah. because you're not talking to someone like you're they're a person. A they're talking to them yeah. like they're just an object. <laughs> right, right. Right. With no real... Right. You know, and you discount all of their experience, all of their understanding. Right. Um, so dismiss it. Yeah. And so in order to to understand how we can be more like naked and unashamed with mm. each other, we need to understand that it requires us to be spiritually transparent and emotionally transparent with each other. Right. And that is going to require kindness and forgiveness, uh, mm. buckets of it. Right. Yeah. In Ephesians 4. Um, 32, I just, I love this because he says, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, uh, as God in Christ forgave you. So there's this constant, it's, it's Paul's talking about the like new life in Christ, right? Getting rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, outcry, slander, and to be kind to one another, tenderhearted to one another, Mm. forgiving each other. And how especially is that needed and true in our marriage? Right. So we have to, you know, it's so simple, but one of the most tangible ways that we can um, be be vulnerable with each other is to repent and forgive and to own our sin and to talk, to be kind and extend grace in those areas, because grace is not dismissing and and, and okaying things. Right. So I want to I want to jump in because I think we can we've tackled that first part of it, which is there's a lot of kind of baggage and transparent or baggage and sin around this idea of sexual transparency that mm-hmm. a lot of couples just need to deal with, frankly. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing that you deal with, mm-hmm. but there's also this part where you're just communicating about your own desires. Like your own desires aren't just bad. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's where we can get to a place of sexual transparency as well. The verse that you mentioned in Ephesians four mm-hmm. being tender hearted, mm-hmm. that's a loaded word. Yeah. A lot of times we just blow right past be kind, tenderhearted right. to get to the forgiveness part. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to do that here. I want to say, what does it mean to be kind and tenderhearted in terms of your sexual transparency and your sexual desire for each other, right? It's a good thing for a wife to desire her husband. Mm. It's a good thing. And there's really not a lot of limitation on that desire. Right. And those desires are usually right, right? When they're founded in God. And there's this, this aspect of Jesus, like, what is it? Psalm is it Psalm thirty seven? Like the God gives us the desires of our heart, right? Mm, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just delight, delight yourself in the delight Lord. Delight yourself give the in the of your Lord. Heart. Yeah. I couldn't come to my brain fast enough. <laughs> That's all right. And He will give you desires of your heart. So again, delighting in Him, walking in it's in birthing, His ways. Yeah, you know, desires. His desires will be birthed inside of us, and those. And I'm not. It's kind of weird to say that his desires would be like no, sexual, right? I don't but that's, think that's weird at all. Okay. I feel like those are he, healthy. He made sex. Right. He made it beautiful. He made it pleasurable. Right. He made it, he, he hardwired so, us to desire each other. And I'm saying that those let desires, your desire be for each yes, other. Yes. Yes. And let it like drink deep of that well. Mm-hmm. Let it stay pure. And, you know, that, and so part of drinking deep is talking about these things, right? right? So, right. There's there's really a lot of discretion that a couple has in the bedroom. They can do they can do whatever they feel at peace with, right? I feel like there are some boundaries, and the boundaries are not around actions. They're around um, there are some actions that I feel like are off limits in the bedroom. Right. Of, of course, you never include anyone else either through imagery or you know physically include anyone else. Right. It's exclusive. 
But other than that, like I would would never want to do anything that causes you to sin, would ca- or, or would cause you to feel like or pain or pain or degradation, right? Or it goes against your conscience, right? Other than that, we have free reign to enjoy each other, mm-hmm. and it's to God's glory to right. do that, and right. that's and that's okay. So how do you have so having those conversations right. and talking to each other and saying, Selena, I or you know, husband or wife or whoever. I, I really enjoy this. I'd like, I think it'd be fun to try this. Right. And, but I don't, but not in a way that makes you feel manipulated or that if you don't do it, I'm not going to, right. I'm going to be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. We've had those conversations. We still right. have those conversations and they're not easy ones to have, but they're definitely necessary because it's, it's okay. That's how you're cultivating intimacy, right? They get easier yes. and they get more natural. And then you get, you, you learn how to be generous to each other because right. you've, you've figured out. Uh, what you yeah, what you, you have enjoy a greater understanding of and what you like yeah. what your spouse enjoys and how you can give um, one tangible way of being of cultivating transparency in order to kind of grow in your intimacy is having that phone drop test and we've talked about that before but the phone drop test is basically I can say to Ryan hey drop your phone I want to see what's on it mm-hmm. I want to see where you've been I know I want and I know his codes to everything there's nothing hidden um, on his phone and same goes for me he can right. get onto it my my computer, whatever. And we are, we know that about each other and we, we have that freedom. And, and so that, that's a great one for me because to me that feels like, um, yeah, you don't want to be legalistic about it. I was just thinking no, no, that no. It, like, it's about building trust. Yes. That's, that's the reason you do it. Yes. It's about establishing trust and cause trust is the foundation of, right. Of intimacy. Right. And, and it's so, becoming trustworthy people. It's not simply right. about like, oh, hey, drop your phone. Like, I want to see what's like. It's not that. It's not about spying. It's not. It, yes. It's not about me taking away from your privacy, although that is it. It's about you giving your privacy to me and me giving my privacy to you. Right. There's no privacy in marriage. <laughs> well, that's right. right. We, I know. You totally blurred those lines. Right. And right. now it's all about building trust because I want or nothing more it. than for you to trust yes. me. Yes. And I want to earn your trust. So good. And you should earn mine. Yes. <laughs> That sounds funny, but yes, it's true. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Um, So just to recap real quick, we've talked about um, emotional transparency um, and how we can build intimacy through that emotional transparency. Um, We've talked about sexual transparency and how to build that, again, how to build intimacy through being honest with each other, Um, you know, sharing Right. Things that you're fearful or maybe shameful about um, and and repenting and forgiving each other. And then jumping into this, the third part here of spiritual transparency, um, you know, what is what does spiritual transparency look like? <laughs> I kind of was asking myself that question. So we like, have a whole is, podcast what does that episode. Look like? <laughs> we have a whole episode on this. I think it's called <clears throat> the best in- intimacy is spiritual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're talking about spiritual transparency for the sake of spiritual intimacy. Yeah. Right. So it's a means to an end. The end is the intimacy itself. Right. And so how do you build spiritual intimacy through transparency? I think it's so intimacy. Okay. So let's start there. Spiritual intimacy is journeying alongside each other, uh, along, you know, in your faith mm-hmm. and having conversations around it, enjoying God together. Right. Uh, you know, things like it, taking communion together, right. walking in your, um, sanctification together, talking through scripture together, talking through devotions together, praying together. All of those are actions that I think indicate a spiritual intimacy. Now, when it comes down to spiritual transparency, yeah, spiritual transparency, I think, is um, feeling free to, to I guess, confess these things that may be on a spiritual level, like doubts. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I have doubts about, or I've, uh, I don't understand this scripture. Right. So that's right. being transparent about my spiritual life. Right. I think it's, it's having this, um, this safe place. Right, I guess the question that I put here is like, are you digging together? Like, are you, are you how you said journeying in your faith together, but are you asking each other about your beliefs and about who God is? Are mm. you reading the Bible together? And you know, there's different ways to read the Bible, which I think are important to talk about. Um, but, and then what are you struggling with? What are, what are you wrestling with? You know, we had friends that, and this kind of came from like the digging came from some, some friends that had dealt with infidelity. And at that point, one of them was feeling like, I don't, I don't know God. I feel numb. I feel dry. I don't know how to get closer to God. And Mm. like, I've caused this brokenness and I don't know how to even begin to pick up these pieces. And I remember you, Ryan, saying, you just encouraged him to dig. You said, just keep digging. Just keep staying in the word. Be devoted to to the Bible. Mm. We are here. We will pray with you. We will walk with you through this stuff. But you have to dig. Right. And God is so faithful to meet us there. And so I think part of spiritual transparency is 
excuse me, is is locking arms and digging together and saying, okay, here's something that I am struggling with. Let's talk about this. Like, I don't understand this in the Bible. Or even, you know, I think maybe you're dealing with some idolatry, not saying that, but like maybe <laughs> you're, maybe I'm noticing some things in you that um, is just not really you. You know, there's things that you're sacrificing, there's decisions that you're making, there's words that you're saying that don't always, that they're, they're not lining up with things that I know that God's been doing in your heart. Right. And so we need to talk about that. Or like pride, I haven't been reading my Bible, I've been burying myself in these things, you know, and, and not having the sense of like, we need God's word, mm. you know, and, and jumping into even things like identity, you know, I just could go on and on here. Yeah, so. So I think it goes back to that passage that we read at the beginning, mm-hmm. but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, so Christ is there, mm-hmm. we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, the son purifies us from all sin. So fellowship again, we're coming back to this fellowship yeah. that is intimacy. So in the sense of walking in the light together, so walking, so I see that in a few ways, And I haven't done like a full study of this passage. So nobody, again, nobody email me, (laughs) but I believe, you know, walking in the light, walking in the way of the light and the way of righteousness Mm. and the way that Christ showed us to walk in. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's what this is about is, are you walking in the light in Mm. this? We have a phrase that we throw around in our family and in our close friend group is that we gospel each other. We turn the word (laughs) gospel into a verb. Like yeah. you're gospeling each other, <laughs> I mean that you're reminding you're reminding each other that Christ is King. That's done. Yeah. He's finished the work. You are righteous, and you need to trust that. This area of sin in your life is because you've forgotten that. Mm-hmm. So let me remind you who Jesus is again, mm-hmm. and, and what that means for who you are, and what that means for how you're acting right now. Right. So I love you, but this action is is not in line with who you are called to be mm-hmm. as a child of God. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. I'm just thinking, sorry, of Dwight when he's like, love you guys. I love you guys, just don't cross me. <laughs> I will burn you to cut to the ground. Those are two, two different episodes. <laughs> two different episodes. Same Dwight. <laughs> oh, man. So, so good. So, yeah, it's it's you can see how there's a lot of overlap in this mm-hmm. area of intimacy. And know, transparency. And transparency. Yeah. And, and transparency, the very nature of it is being seen for who you really are. So mm-hmm. naturally, there's going to be this sense of, yuck, I don't want to show you right. this you know, this emotional part, the sexual part, or this spiritual part that I'm ashamed of. Mm-hmm. But it's only when we are transparent with all of those things and the light is shining on every crevice and every dark area that intimacy increases and mm-hmm. that we're able to experience experience each other in a, in a deeper way. But I want to jump back because I feel like you kind of roundabouted Sorry. it. You roundabouted Jumped me. Jumped it. Jumped the gun I was there. say, um, we're here to tell you that you can, you don't have to feel shame. Mm. because. And so it's easy to say, it's just be, let it all out girl. <laughs> Let it all out. The good, bad, and That's the ugly. That's Ryan's favorite. <laughs> no, the, the, we're here to say that you, you don't have to be ashamed, not because you were just saying, don't be ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed because even if you sinned against God, right? And we all have, but I was thinking today through somebody, we, we had a riff in our, and you and me, we were fighting on something. And now I remember thinking, man, I'm so happy that we're just fighting about this and not that. Meaning that like, we're not mm-hmm. fighting about like an infidelity or I've, created this like this massive divide but even if you have gotten there and we've all felt like we've been there yeah we've all broken been the breaker of something i have sinned and he is still saying i love you Mm -hmm. i knew you were going to sin and i still loved you and while you were you know still sinners christ died right and his word is still so true right like he's calling us out of that that's the thing he's it never changes so again you roundabouted me again sorry (laughs) because you short-circuiting things because He's calling us out of our sin. That's the thing is he loves us in our sin, but he loves us so much that he calls us out of it. And that's what transparency is. is our, it's an avenue out of sin through Christian community. So that's the part of it. But it's also an, av- an avenue toward flourishing, mm. toward uh, experiencing the fullness of relationship, as, as uh, this verse says, when we walk in fellowship with one another in the light, just as he is in the light, right? So... There's a lot here. Transparency is a really fun topic. As I mentioned earlier, we're actually, we're writing a whole book on it yep, yep. because it's so rich and it's, there's so, I think we talked about full authenticity at the beginning. That is the culture. And so we kind of want to dispel that yeah. and really call transparency and authenticity what it really means, right. which is not something that is just broadcast on the internet. It's yep. something that you do in community uh, with your spouse and community with people yep. around you. Yeah, so our couples couples conversation challenge is just how can you and your spouse begin cultivating transparency in each of these three areas? And I would, we would encourage you to discuss and write down one, you know, one to three ways that you can 
again, cultivate transparency. So write down, you know, spiritual transparency, emotional transparency, sexual transparency, Mm. and then one to two ways underneath each of those of how you can begin cultivating that, whether it's through a phone drop test or having, um, you know, on being intentional about your conversations Mm. when you have, when you're going on a date and saying, I need to share some feelings with you and practicing that vocabulary, you know, just getting on, getting on that and being intentional. Yeah. Awesome. So a lot of couples uh, will struggle at at opening this can of worms. Yeah. So that conversation is a good way to start. Uh, The, I think if you're still struggling even to start there, prayer is going to be your best way to, your best place to start. And namely praying specifically for each other. So Selena and I, we, we went through a couple of prayer books that our friends wrote a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it all the way through, but I made it like probably halfway through. And it was transformational for me as a husband and the way I viewed you. And so we actually <clears throat> decided to write prayers for each other and mm-hmm. put them in books of our own. It's mm-hmm. called 40 Prayers for My Wife and 40 Prayers for My Husband. Mm. And they're available to you, readers, so if, listeners, if, you've, if you're trying to kind of reach some of these harder topics and you're trying to figure out how to, how to gain kind of a heart for your spouse and a heart to want to go deeper. Yeah. That's the best way to do it is just yeah. to pray intentionally for each other. So yeah. the way you do that, go to 40 prayers.com. We, there, I think you get $10 off. Yeah. Um, just go to 40 prayers.com. We'll give you that discount. It's, I don't know how long it's going to be there, but um, grab a pair of those and lot, we're getting some really positive, fun reviews back. People are saying that's really kind of a sweet reminder yeah. of how they can be praying for each other. So yeah. Yeah. With that, um, we just want to let you know that we are releasing interviews on Thursdays now. So please no, come back every other in Thursday. Ch- every other Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like it's going to be every Thursday, but every Probably, other Thursday. Yeah. So check in on you know whatever podcast host you're on, and check out those interviews. We've recently done one on dating and awesome, awesome one on dating. Um, and well, we it ha- hasn't released, but it's not really, I know you and I it. have done it. Yeah. We're on the inside right now. <laughs> you guys are on it, the yeah. outside, but you'll be on the inside soon. It's really great. Speaking of the inside, <clears throat> if you want to be on the inside, join our Patreon community. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Actually, I'm gonna start releasing those early. I think there to our go. Patreon community. There you go. Uh, it's patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You talked about One it at the beginning. Plug, yep. So yeah, you can find us on all the big socials, usually at fierce marriage.com are all of our handles there. So Ryan, you want to close out in prayer? Not at FierceMarriage.com. Just Fierce Marriage. Fierce Marriage. <laughs> I'm getting tired, people. So, I'm full disclosure, out. we had a snafu with this recording, so hopefully we didn't repeat anything. We had to re- we had to re-record like half of it. Yes, because there was this weird sound so inside of it. It was, it was hard to... Yeah, hopefully we didn't repeat anything. If we did, just give us some grace, all right? <laughs> if you're still listening, you probably would. All right. Yeah. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for the gift of transparency. Thank you that we can be known fully by you and mm-hmm. loved fully by you as we are, but you're also calling us to a place of greater purity, greater righteousness, and you've given us a community to do that. So I pray that you embolden these husbands and wives listening to this to um, grow in transparency and intimacy with each other, to grow in transparency and intimacy with uh, their communities in mm. a way that's meaningful and will uh, spur them along in their walk to you, um, walk walk with you. Uh, in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. This episode is... In the can. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you in about seven days. Thank you for joining us. And until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.